Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 10th of February. In breaking news this morning, the federal government's controversial religious discrimination bill has cleared its first major hurdle after a marathon debate passing through the House of Representatives early this morning. Five Liberal MPs crossed the floor in support of Labor's amendment to protect transgender students from discrimination by religious schools. One of them, Trent Zimmerman, waved a rainbow flag as he told Parliament he would back the opposition's changes. We have to provide a legal environment that supports them. Part of that is ensuring that when they're going to school, when they're going to an educational institution, they do so with that struggle that might be within them, but knowing at the very least that that school cannot legally discriminate against them. The bill getting the tick of approval just after 4am this morning and will now head to the Senate. An alleged phone call to former Australian of the Year Grace Tame is being investigated by the federal government. Miss Tame claims she received a threatening phone call telling her not to say anything controversial about Prime Minister Scott Morrison. You're an influential person. He'll have a fear, they said. A fear? What kind of fear, I asked myself. A fear for our nation's most vulnerable? A fear for the future of our planet? And then I heard the words, you know, with an election coming soon. The latest on the COVID front now, and AstraZeneca has been given the tick of approval from the Therapeutic Goods Administration to be used as a booster. It comes ahead of today's National Cabinet meeting, which is set to discuss vaccine requirements for international arrivals. While some are pushing for travellers to be triple vaccinated before entering Australia, epidemiologist Professor Nancy Baxter says it may need to be enforced down the track. What is the risk of someone bringing in COVID versus the risk of someone getting COVID in Australia? You know, given right now how many cases we have, I don't think um, people being boosted will make a big difference now. When we get things under control, though, you know, making sure that we have the lowest risk of bringing in more COVID is probably important. The New South Wales government is set to announce it will ease tough COVID rules for some visitors in hospitals. There are reports the new guidelines will allow people to see sick relatives or support those giving birth. It comes after a number of heartbreaking stories of people not being able to say their final goodbyes to loved ones. Here is New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet. I know we need to be cautious, but my view is compassion overrides caution in these instances. Meantime, New South Wales has seen a spike in new COVID infections across the state as Queensland recorded its deadliest day of the pandemic so far. Queensland Health Minister Yvette Darth says 16 of the state's 24 deaths yesterday were in aged care. Some of these and many of these people have other underlying health conditions, uh, but because uh, at their death that they have also tested positive. We do report all of these deaths, but every one of them is, of course, tragic. In other news this morning, Australia's spy agency says it's foiled a sophisticated attempt by a foreign government to interfere in an Australian election. ASIO boss Mike Burgess would not confirm the jurisdiction or election involved or the foreign interest behind the plot. But says this federal election year, Australian authorities need to be on guard against international political interference. 
Meantime, the US Secretary of State has arrived in Australia ahead of the Quad Leaders meeting tomorrow. Anthony Blinken will meet with our Foreign Affairs Minister along with officials from Japan and India. The note limits partnership between China and Russia against the West will certainly be top of the agenda. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and a Labor MP has crossed the floor to vote in favour of a new investigation into the so-called red shirts rot. Our reporter Celeste Mitsu has the details from Melbourne. The saga is far from over, Tash. Labor MP Kashalia Vigella broke ranks to stand in solidarity with Adam Somurek, passing the referral to the Ombudsman, 19 votes to 17. They will now investigate the Premier's role in the misuse of almost $400,000 in public funds during the 2014 election campaign. Based on their findings, they'll then pass it on to the anti-corruption watchdog, where Daniel Andrews could be compelled to give sworn evidence. Mr Somurek was actually sacked from the Ministry last year after the allegations of branch stacking emerged. He's now told State Parliament the entire party is corrupt, but no more than the Premier. He was desperate. He did something well beyond what he should have. He crossed the line. He told me personally, you've, you've got to take part in this process. You either you want to win or not. And that reflected his mentality at the time. To Queensland now, and the state government has launched a new ad campaign to encourage more tourists to head to the Sunshine State. Is our reporter Amy Drew with the latest from Brisbane. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Well, the great Queensland getaway is the starting phase of this massive campaign to rebuild the state's shattered tourism industry. And luckily for us, there's going to be some screaming deals on offer. That will include cut price airfares, cheap accommodation bookings and major discounts on popular experiences. The specifics are being kept under wraps until they go live on Sunday, but we are hearing some deals could include up to $2,000 in bonuses. There's a $1 breakfast deal on the Fraser Coast and you may be able to snag a hotel on the Gold Coast for just over 100 bucks a night. Just like the Good To Go voucher offer last year, these deals are set to fly off the shelves and in turn provide a nice quick boost for operators. The bookings will fill dates up to June this year. So queensland.com is the website to jump on this Sunday if you're keen to snag a deal. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. A high court decision has effectively ruled the workers in the gig economy, such as Uber drivers, are contractors and not virtual employees. This is very interesting. It's a huge one. It means that if they are not employees, bosses could engage them as contractors, meaning they won't have minimum award paying conditions, workers' compensation, super redundancy and other legal requirements. The AFR says the decision is expected to entrench existing independent contracting in industries like transport, construction and the gig economy and encourages other industries to do the same. This could become a big election issue. And the nation's biggest bank, Peter CBA, reported better than expected profits and its boss is predicting it's good for the economy, but he is seeing house prices fall. Yeah, the result helped the stock market go up over 80 points yesterday and the bank's CEO, Matt Common, tips a strong economy in 2022. However, after house prices surged over 20% last year, he expects growth of only 4 to 7% this year, so still going up, and a fall of 10% next. Why? Well, he expects interest rates to start rising in August this year and that will be bad for borrowers, but good for the bank. 
And billionaire iron miner Andrew Twiggy Forrest is set to build a $10 billion wind and solar operation in WA. Yeah, it's huge. And Twiggy Forest is progressively turning into a greenie backing hydrogen power to energy. And now his 5.4 gigawatt wind and solar project will provide electricity to run his huge mining operation in WA's Pilbara. It will be the biggest alternative energy concern in Australia and is a sign of things to come. It is indeed. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Good morning. Heartbreak. Don't like this story for one of our snowboarders at the Winter Olympics. Yeah, Belle Brockhoff in her third Olympics did a great job to make it to the final, but unfortunately got off to a poor start and then couldn't make up the ground. She told Seven she's still proud of what she's achieved. I was having a bit of a breakdown in front of my family, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a lot of fight in me and um, I went from 18th position to big final and I just gave it my all and that's all I wanted to do here. Yeah, so quite emotional in tears after that results. Scotty James is one of two Aussies to qualify for the men's half-pipe final. He's qualified second, so a big medal chance at the Beijing Winter Games later today. Yeah, fingers and toes crossed, and Cricket Australia is bracing for some players to pull out of the tour to Pakistan. Yeah, and and I guess we kind of thought this might happen. No indication as to which players that uh, could be, but this is due to safety concerns. Our first tour to Pakistan since 1998. We had New Zealand and England cancelling tours uh, last year. So a bit of a surprise that this was going ahead. One player who will definitely be there is Usman Khawaja, was born in Pakistan. He's determined to fulfil a lifelong ambition of playing in his former home country and is actually prepared to miss the birth of his second child to be there. He was in the Sheffield Shield yesterday for Queensland. He is, of course, the Queensland captain, the only batter to pass 50. Uh, the ball's all uh, bowled out for 193. New South Wales to resume this morning. Tash, two for 33. And Demons coach Simon Goodwood has broken his silence, speaking for the first time in the wake of those bullying allegations, Brett. Yeah, he spoke uh, briefly, uh, Tash. Now, the Demons continue to back their coach amid those revelations that you mentioned and that the board almost sacked him 12 months ago due to bullying and behaviour issues. Goodwin telling Seven he's pushing on with plans for the season ahead. Oh, mate, incredibly so. But uh, obviously we're not talking at the moment. We'll do that at the appropriate times. I know where the clubs stand and what we're about, so... We'll just keep moving forward. Now, Melbourne released a statement yesterday as well regarding another report that he was pressuring a club doctor not to rest concussed midfielder Angus Brayshaw. The Demons say that they put a big importance on player welfare and concussion management. So, as we mentioned, they continue to back in the coach and uh, they push ahead to try and go back-to-back this season. Thanks so much, Brad. And no time to work out. Well, no worries. A new Australian study has found lifting weights for as little as three seconds a day at maximum effort can improve muscle strength and growth. The research out of Edith Cowan University found three seconds of bicep curls five days a week can see a growth of 10% in just one month. Lead researcher Ken Nasaka says the research shows people don't have to exercise for long to see great results. You can do only three seconds a day is good. For example, many people say no time for exercise, but many people can find only three seconds a day. That is a starting point. Who doesn't love the burn? And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Melling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.